Hi, it's Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast for your ears. I'm going to do two in rapid succession here this afternoon because I have the time and the quietness and topics to talk about. So, these could not be more diametrically opposed than any other podcast that I've probably done. I'm going to talk about a Disney movie, and we're going to talk about vaping medical cannabis. So, whichever one you're into, I hope you're in for the right one next. This is the review of Onward. Onward is the latest Pixar movie, and I am a huge fan of Pixar. I grew up on animated Disney movies. I wish we were still getting hand-drawn animation, but I understand the digital artists need to work too. It's just we've stopped doing that. Uh, Princess and the Frog, I think, was the first Disney hand-drawn animated film in a long time, and it's the only one. Nobody else is even trying to do it. I guess it's cheaper and easier, or maybe everybody just wants 3D animation now. But anyway... Um, I'm a huge fan of Pixar. They took the ball that Disney had for all those years run with, with making great animated movies. And there are some Disney movie animated movies that are not so great. That did happen. But the really, really good ones, the ones that have stood the test of time, you know, Pixar took those ideas and brought them into their digital world and have made some incredible movies like the Toy Story movies and the Incredibles movies and, okay, and the Cars movies. But Onward is the latest from Pixar since uh, Disney has repurchased the company. In the beginning, Pixar was actually a separate company, um, but still was distributed through and worked with Disney. But now Disney owns Pixar, like just about everything else. And I don't always think that's a bad thing. Disney appears to be letting each of its properties do their own thing, do their own creative thing. Star Wars, Marvel... Pixar, you know, everything seems to be kind of chugging around its own path without too much cross-pollinization going on. So I sat down. Um, I really wanted to see this in the movie theater, but this is going to be one of those movies that's going to show up in history books because it came out towards the end of February, made about $100 million at the box office, and then the virus hit and movie theaters closed, and it got cut off at the knees. So they quickly uh, moved it to the streaming services to try and recoup that. But box office-wise, it was only about half of its budget. So if the bean counters don't take into consideration the fact that we were dealing with a virus situation, uh, this movie could fare pretty fairly in the pantheon of Disney Pixar movies, but they already are, uh, you know, conceding that it really didn't stand a chance. Nobody knew saw that coming and whatever. Um, it's a really good movie. It, it, of all the Pixar movies, it, it's not my favorite. It's not Wally. But that being said, it's much better than, say, the Cars movies and a few others. I enjoyed The World more than Zootopia, and that's one of my recent favorites. I really enjoyed Zootopia, but this world felt more real, <laughs> even though it's a fantasy world with unicorns and magic and stuff. And that's what I liked about the twist of it. When you watch a Pixar movie, you know you're going to get an emotional story along with some great visuals. It, it's the same concept of pill pockets for your dogs. You know, your dog doesn't want the pill, but you'll slip it in the tasty pill pocket and they'll eat it anyway. So you take this very typical, this very mythological almost story of brotherly love, fatherly love, parenting, lost parents, that kind of thing. And then you you slip it into the pill pocket of a fantasy, very colorful, very active action animated film. 
And Pixar does it better than just about anybody else. Their movies, I mean, the How to Train Your Dragon series, I think, was quite excellent. All three of those movies are really good for animated movies. Movies that I can watch as an adult and get something out of that kids are also entertained by. I am not somebody who, I don't mind watching kids' movies as long as it doesn't insult my intelligence. And I know there's going to be those movies that are out there for that. I don't have to go watch them. But Disney, Pixar, and a few other companies know how to ride that fence of here's something that they, for the kids that the adults are also going to like. And that's that's a very hard thing to do, but they're very good at it. And that, I think, this movie actually had more adult laughs in it. I don't know. I Maybe I'm getting older and it's hard to watch movies as a kid would watch them. But watching Onward, I laughed out loud at some of the things that I you know, Scott Hamilton Rockfile would laugh out loud about in my life because I identified with it and I thought it was funny. Um, so it, it wasn't so much the slapstick stuff or anything like that. So the humor in this movie will hit adults very, very well. Like I, I would be interested to talk to some kids to see what they think of Onward. I think they will like the themes of trying to find the father and all that. Uh, that being said, uh, everybody does an incredible job in the movie. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt play the brothers. They are not playing uh, Star-Lord and Spider-Man, respectively. They are doing a great job playing their characters, and I really, really, really enjoyed their characterizations of those characters. I, I just thought they emoted well. I never once thought I was listening to some of their previous characters. It was great. Um, Julia Louis-Dreyfus plays Mom, and uh, Octavia Spencer <laughs> is is the manticore. And I'm not going to get into spoilers here. Let's just say that this is a fantasy world that, much like our Earth, has forgotten about magic. Uh, the elves and the unicorns still exist, but now there's cars and planes and technology, and they just don't do magic anymore. And there's a great little, little vignette at the beginning, the introduction of the whole movie, that talks about how they just, you know, it was just easier. Um, some wizards come by and light fires in a house with their spells and, and somebody else lights a match and, and, and lights a fire and they realize they don't need the wizards anymore kind of thing. So there's that analogy going on with the whole movie that is taking place in this world that, much like ours, has forgotten magic, so to speak. And magic standing in for that special quality you have when when you're special, when you, when you achieve that point in your life that you do something that's that's outstandingly special that you know it when it happens it there's there's those few times in our lives that we've given that extra 150 percent and boom something happened and we go that was amazing that was special and and so that's that's the analogy of magic plays in the show in in the movie so i think they did a really great job it's the the team of pixar greats who uh, stanton and the rest of them who have made several of the best pixar movies and there was no reason to think this wouldn't be as far as a 4k goes a lot of the animated movies that we get in 4K these days are up-converted because it is cheaper and easier to render the special effects and the 3D animation in 2K and up-convert than it is to do it in 4K because just like when you game on your computer or your PlayStation or your Xbox, higher resolution takes more horsepower. And it's very costly and very time-consuming. The more the higher the resolution, the better everything has to be rendered. But that being said, Onward is one of the first Pixar movies that's 100% 4K native that was rendered with a 4K DI and is presented straight to the uh, the 4K Blu-ray in, in high-definition 4K form. And it looks amazing. I mean, really 
It is one of the most realistically animated of the Pixar movies. It's not very cartoony. I mean, the characters obviously have blue skin or whatever, so there's that. But uh, how things react, it is probably the most realistic done so far. Uh, colors are sometimes muted to make it more realistic, so it's not like it's the most... It's not Flash Gordon or Speed Racer or something that just colors jump off the screen. But when magic happens or an explosion happens or whatever, the HDR kicks in, and it's quite amazing. Um, and it has kind of a 3D quality to it. Uh, I don't know if it showed in 3D in theater. I think all Disney movies have a 3D showing just because that makes extra money for the box office and such, but um, there is no such thing as a 4K 3D. They just didn't do that standard for that version of home theater. Um, And so I have no idea uh, if it was originally in 3D or not. I guess I could have looked it up before this review, but it does look 3D when you're watching it. It it does, especially in some of the outdoor scenes, just has a, a lot of depth to all the scenes. We have just gotten to a point with 3D digital animation. Um, it's too easy to do reality because they're doing that in just about every movie and TV show you watch. You would be surprised how much CG animation is in, in the things that you don't think have any CG in them at all. So that they're going to extra lengths to throw the detail in something that they want to be kind of cartoony looking. It's, it's just, it's an art form. Um, as much as anime is an art form, as much as the hand-drawn stuff is an art form, what they choose to animate, because they could make it look photoreal if they wanted, and they're not. So there's choices made to make it look artistically animated. And I, I appreciate that art, and it's still why, at my age, I can watch an animated film and get a lot of appreciation out of it. But again, being a Pixar movie, you know you're going to get some depth there of story. There's going to be characters, and there's going to be character developments and character arcs, and there is depth and layers. And so this is definitely one you can sit down and watch with the kids. It's very action-oriented. It's about an hour and 40 minutes with the credits. Um... All in all, great. I like the soundtrack. Uh, the two guys that did it are actually brothers who lost their, their father early, so there was a lot of synergy in their lives with the storyline of this one. And sure, uh, bits and pieces were were predictable, but then again, I've seen how many types of movies of this nature, and so it's really hard to completely pull the wool over somebody's eyes all the way to the end of a movie and still be popular entertainment. But Pixar does a great job, and I felt good emotions. I was happy when the movie was over. It's uplifting. It, even though it de- deals with the death of a parent and that kind of thing, it's a, it's, it's a typical Pixar, Disney you're going to have a great time and invest in the 4K. It's a really spectacular 4K. The uh, Atmos soundtrack is great, very active. Um, picked up the Best Buy Steelbook. I think it's sold out now, but if you can, it's great. It looks like a denim jacket and all the things from the movie are like the enamel pins on it, like the uh, the wand and the van and the sword and the cassette. and it, it, It's definitely a Uh, a great collector's item if you're a fan of the movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, it's streaming on Disney Plus, some of the other services. And if you can watch it in 4K, I couldn't recommend that more. It really looks spectacular. I haven't been upgrading a lot of the Pixar movies because when you take a Blu-ray of an animated film and up-convert it to 4K, it looks pretty darn good. But this was 4K native, and it really just jumps off the screen. It looks amazing. So onward from Disney Pixar, highest recommended one of the best movies I've seen this year and really enjoyed it. Check it out. Go stream it. Go buy it. Go watch it. Onward. (laughs) It was funny. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. I have a Patreon page that's acting up. 
I'm not able to personally notify my Patreons at the moment early that these podcasts are being put up. They'll fix it shortly, just like Facebook. It's a constant process of updates and then fixing the updates. Also got some other things going on. There's a couple of new Facebook groups I'd like you to join if you're into it. We have a daily song challenge group where every day we're posting a song challenge. Uh, Songs with bread in the title, you know, or songs that mention Friday. And then everybody who's in there posts songs they can think of that match the theme. And Some are easier than others, but we have our first theme week coming up, and I'm letting that cat out of the bag for the first time right here. There's also another group that was the brainchild of my partner, Hard Rock Daddy. Uh, Adam came up with this idea of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That phrase from our past, I don't know how old you are listening to this, but sex, drugs, and rock and roll is just something that was always just thrown around. Well, it's become terms synonymous with Gen X. So there is a new group out there called Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll, and it is the only one. If you'd like to become a member, please do. Uh, It's Adam and myself posting stories, comments, funnies, that kind of thing, and eventually we'll be working into a talk show where we talk about the topics that are germane, that are specific to the Gen X generation, people that grew up, you know, in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s. So... If you'd like to join either one of those groups, it's the Daily Song Challenge and Sex, Drugs, and Rock and Roll. I'll be putting links of them up in the description below. I thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to my podcast, and I will talk to you on the next one. Have a great and very safe day. (laughs) 